In the drawing room, a group of suspects gathered. The detective has solved the mystery. Ladies and gentlemen, the butler did it. <laughs> You'll never catch me. The butler darted to his getaway car. But what he didn't know is this is a Nissan sales event ad. Wait, what? And his car is no match for the detective's Nissan Rogue or its standard VC turbo engine. Save on one of your own at the Nissan Thrill of the Drive sales event. Now get 0% APR financing for 36 months on select models. Availability is limited. For well-qualified buyers, 0% APR financing for 36 months available on new 2023 Altima Rogue and Pathfinder when financed through NMAC. Must take delivery from new dealer stock. 36 months financing at $27.78 per month per thousand financed. Actual down payment may vary subject to residency restrictions and NMAC credit approval. Not all buyers qualified. Dealer contribution may affect actual price set by dealer. Contact dealer for details. Offer ends 2-28-23. I've confronted hundreds of men over two decades. I have been in television for 24 years. I just came to get something to eat. And I have very seldom been at a loss for words. Sir, I just came to get something to eat. Men online looking for children to sexually assault. What's the motive here? It's, Explain it to me. I'm no, not you're right. No, you're right. It's stupid. It's, it's not. It's an illegal no. thing. Yeah, I know. I did a stupid thing. Men from all walks of life. A doctor. A teacher. A clergyman. You sent pornographic pictures through the mail. Okay, that's a federal offense right there. You know I'm in trouble, and I know I'm in trouble. I tried to get into their heads and understand why. Pizza we have tonight. I, I, I want to know who you are. I want to know a little bit more about you first. Can I eat first? Sure, go ahead. Let's see if any of this sounds familiar while you enjoy your pizza. And ultimately, make sure they face justice. You ask her if she's a virgin. I ask everybody all kinds of stuff. It's just talk. You ask her if she's horny. What's wrong with that? You ask if she does anal. It's a question. Question. Who are they? Have they tried to prey on other children? And where are they now? These are the predators I've caught. I'm Chris Hansen. As I record this episode of my podcast, Predators I've Caught, ironically, I am in the midst of a new investigation in which, last night, I caught a predator. A 25-year-old man who showed up for a boy he thought was 15. He had condoms, some other items in his car, and a loaded gun. Now, we're still sorting all that out, and as I speak to you, our investigation is still going to be underway for a number of days, so I can't tell you where I am or what I'm doing. By the time you hear this, by the time this podcast drops, the investigation will be completed. I feel safe telling you what I'm up to. Anyway, it's in a location in the U.S. that so far has been very productive, and I will tell you next week exactly where that is. In the meantime, this episode focuses on a predator I've caught named Marvin Harrison Smith. You may remember Marvin, not Marvin, you're naked. This is the other Marvin who we caught 
during our investigation in July 2006 in Georgia, Fordson, Georgia, Harris County, Georgia. And Marvin Harrison Smith probably represents one of the most graphic and disturbing chats in the history of predator investigations. I mean, minimally top five and maybe top two. And I'll get into all this in a minute. And some of it, I must warn you, is very graphic. I'm going to go a little bit over the edge here in terms of what I would normally say on TV. But I think it's worth knowing what this guy was capable of. And especially when you consider that he was a volunteer pastor in his church. He was married. He was a restaurant manager, college educated, had been in the Navy, was a dental technician on a ship. So this is a guy who was among us, mainstream society. People went to his church, sat next to him in the church. He gave sermons. He waited on you or over saw staff people in a restaurant if you walked in there for lunch or dinner. He managed people, young people, in the restaurant business. And when you hear the chat, you may remember some of it from the original episode, but it is very disturbing, very graphic, very controlling. And the grooming is vile. I mean, all grooming is vile, but this this grooming goes to a whole other level. Now, there are a number of firsts with Marvin Harrison Smith. This was the first indication that maybe, just maybe, we had come across a female predator. And I'll get into detail in just a few moments here. But he told the decoy, posing as a 15-year-old girl named Erin, and this comes later in his chat, that he had a girlfriend named Phyllis. And Phyllis was going to join in with the sex acts. Phyllis was going to come over with Marvin. And the two of them were going to have sex with 15-year-old Aaron. Now, Phyllis never showed up. But someone who at least posed as a woman got on the chat. And at one point during the investigation... A member of Perverted Justice got on the phone and seemingly verified that Marvin Harrison Smith had a female with him who got on the phone and had a conversation about this potentially happening. Now, again, Phyllis, and I say that with quotes around the name, never shows up. Marvin does show up, and Marvin, sadly is not one of those predators I got a chance to have a long conversation with. And I'll get into all that shortly. But he was the first predator to get tasered by law enforcement. He thought he could get away. It was loud, and I'm sure it hurt. Don't feel sorry for Marvin. So we're in Georgia in 2006, and perverted justice decoys are chatting away we have an issue midway through the investigation I've talked about this before 
there was a wildfire in California and the Yahoo servers went down and we had to stop the investigation and resume it. But it was a very professional investigation on the part of law enforcement, the task force, which worked in conjunction with our investigation and preferred to justice as always in our team. So Marvin starts chatting with this 15-year-old girl named Erin. And he gets down to business pretty quickly. This chat would go on for 10 days or so. And he would ratchet it up very quickly. Hello, how you doing? Says Southwest Georgia male. Yes, that's his screen name. Hi, says Aaron. Lynn B. So what are you up to tonight, he asks. Nothing much, same here. What your age, he says. I'm 15. Now this is in the first five lines of messaging here. You? 23. Mm, no, Marvin, you're not 23. Later he would give a older age, but in reality Marvin's 35. Like 23 would be okay. Where are you from in Georgia? He asks. I'm kind of near Columbus. You, Albany. Where is your pick, he asks. There's one in my profile. You're cute, he says. Do you have a boyfriend? No, not now. Hard to believe as cute as you are, right into the grooming. What do you do for fun? I play guitar, swim. Now, the profile of this 15-year-old girl is that she lives in Georgia with her grandparents. You ever date someone my age? Not yet, LOL. Love to kiss you. Now, this is seven minutes into the conversation. Marvin wants to kiss her. Now, what's your age again, he asks. I'm 15. He knows this already. Don't even know your name. And you want to kiss me, LOL, she says. I'm Marcus, he says. Or Marvin Harrison Smith. I know I would spoil you, take you places, be with you. He's the big sugar daddy now. He's going to turn into the big pimp daddy in a minute. (sighs) Now, literally 10 minutes into the conversation, you ever had oral sex? So do you shave your pussy? Didn't yet, LOL. Would you for me? The controlling nature of this grooming is what's really, really disturbing and depraved, quite honestly. So if I asked you to suck my dick, what would you do? Oh my God, LOL. Don't know how yet, actually. Just put your mouth on it, go up and down. Wow, what a guy. And use your tongue. Then he offers to pay her $250. And the decoy play is kind of dumb about this. It's like, well, why would you want to pay me? Why do you want to give me money, LOL? Because I want you, he says. You don't got to buy me, LOL. Well, I do really want to meet you. And then he says, what if I'm too big for you? Big how? Ten, he says. Ten what, she says. Ten inches. Talking about his penis. You ever tried to slide your finger in your pussy, he asks? No, LOL. Now he's going to try to get her to do a whole series of things in preparation for a potential sexual liaison. 
tries to get her to masturbate, prepare herself for having sex with him. Because apparently he's so big. Now, he says he's actually older than the original age. He's now 26. That's also a lie. Um, you said 23 before. Sorry, typo. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a typo, okay. More about this predator I've caught in a moment. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's really no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. You can't always find the answer on your own. If you reach out to BetterHelp, you can find the solution. A therapist can lead you in the right direction. You can feel less stressed, more confident. BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime you want. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Hanson today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Hanson. Now, there's so much in this chat, and I always try to balance giving you an accurate picture of who this guy is, who the predator is, and what he's capable of doing, and... You know, spending too much time on it, you get the picture already. But I think this is one particular chat where I'm going to go into a bit of detail here. Because it's important to understand the mind of Marvin Harrison Smith. Will you promise not to tell your folks? No way I could tell my grandparents. Okay. Because I could get in lots of trouble, he says. Oh, you're going to get in trouble, all right, son. I could too, she says, but I could go to jail. Mm -hmm. That's exactly where you're going to go. I don't want you in trouble, she says. I know. So I can trust you? Then you would please me? Suck my dick? Have sex with me? Oh, LOL. If you want, LOL. Yes, I want. What would you want? What would you want, he says. I got a lot to learn, she says. I will teach you. Then he gives a half-hearted, well, if you don't want to do this, it's okay, I'll back off. He doesn't back off. How long can I stay there? I don't know. How long do you want? The night? With you? K-L-O-L. Is that okay with you, he asks? Yes, it sounds cool, L-O-L. You think you want to lose your virginity to me? You're kind of interesting. You know I'll fuck you hard, he says. How well do you take pain? Is it going to hurt, she says? Yes. Most girls bleed some. <laughs> well, I just want to know you're not the cops. <laughs> yeah, you're going to get tasered soon enough. There's talk about her getting to where he is. She says, LOL, I can't drive. She's 15, remember? Or talk about the police. 
Would you have a problem being naked in front of me, he asks. Guess I'll try if you want, lol. I want to come see you next week. Now, this chat will continue, as I mentioned before, for 10-11 days before he shows up. Then he wants to know if she's going to tell her friend about him. And it's not because he doesn't want her to tell her friend. He's actually recruiting this girl, this decoy who he thinks is a girl, to get a friend of hers to join in the sex party. And then he makes a startling admission. He talks about meeting a woman and having sex with her 16-year-old daughter. And he involves a friend of his. And there will also be talk about him having sex with two other young girls, forcing them, in his words, I made them, have oral sex with him. And he performed oral sex on them as well, according to what he says in the chat. Then he wants to know, you ever been spanked? No, she says. Do you want to know about that girl I fucked? What about her? What I had her do? What girl? A girl I meet from here, he says. She was 15, like you. Her mom was at work. She invited me over. She never had sex. Oh, her and her friend. Wow. Two? Yes. Was her friend like my age, too? Yes. I came over. Brought some porn tapes of two girls and a guy. Cool. LOL, she says. You ever kiss a girl, he wants to know? LOL. So we get undressed. They were shocked to see how big my dick was. This is again talking about his rendezvous with two other teen girls. Then I made one lay down. Made her. While I licked her pussy. LOL, she says. Wow. And had the other one help me. Help what? Lick her pussy and kissed her. Then I made her get on her hands and knees and tried to put my dick in her slowly. Did it hurt? Yes. She moved a lot. And said, mmm, it hurts. Damn. Now, this is him talking in the, in the online conversation. I worked it inside her. It took five minutes. Then I made her be still and fucked her hard. She bleeds some. Now, he's preparing this girl, or who he thinks is a girl, for rough sex. It's rape. It's rape. It's grooming to rape a child. So you're ready to do that, he asks. Is that what you're going to do, she wants to know. Yes, me and you. And then there's more talk of involving his girl friend in this meeting, this sexual liaison. Call my friend. She will call because I want to lay down and talk to you. So there is this call sort of a verification call, I suppose, between a perverted justice volunteer and this woman who claims to be Marvin's friend. And we have that. Bill, how are you? I'm Karen. And then Marvin gets on the phone and talks to the perverted justice decoy. Now, he said his name was Marcus during the chat. So when you hear this phone conversation between... Marvin Harrison Smith and the perverted justice decoy. She refers to him as Marcus. That's what's going on here. Hey, Marcus. What's up, babe? What do you want? I just want to hear your voice again, that's all. 
Oh, I thought like maybe you wanted something. I don't know. No, no. No, you wanted your voice and your microphone. Oh. That's not a bad thing, is it? No. Um, I'm sorry about earlier, but, you know, they wanted me to do the towel, so. Oh, I understand all that. You got to do what you got to do. You got to do your chores now. Yeah. got to be a good girl. <laughs> you got to do your chores. Wow, what a mentor he is. You're going to go soon, right? And then we're going to talk later? Yeah, we're going to uh, work out and go over to a friend's house. Okay. But uh, well, I should be back home by 11 to the 12. Okay. What, are you trying to rush uh, me off? Huh? You trying to rush me off? No. <laughs> I just thought that you were going, like, soon, and then you said to call, so about I didn't you know. About? So huh? About another 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, okay. So you're not going like that now? No. So what are you going to do at your friend's? I'm going to watch some movies and whatnot. Drink some beer. Oh, okay. Are y'all having like a party or are you just like hanging out? Just hanging out. Go, go for friends. Cool. Now, he's not talking about coming over to see the girl just yet. He's talking about his day, what he's going to do. He's going to go over to a friend's house, drink some beers, watch some movies. But he does make it clear he's going to visit this girl. If he was closer than anything, I would have Yeah, that would be fine. Mm -hmm. But you're not over here. Too bad for me. Yeah, that sucks. But, I mean, we can meet up next weekend or something. Well, yeah, I hope so. I would love to meet before then, but I guess I won't be able to. Well, did I hear, like, somebody, or is, am I crazy? No, it's my mom. Uh, a guy that comes over sometimes, he's not playing one of the video games, but... Eight. Oh, cool. Okay, um... I don't know, but you live kind of far away, so it's kind of like you got a plan to come yeah, over. Yeah, you gotta make sure nobody's around and you can get away. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's good to be, like, careful and stuff. Well, you don't have to be. You know, my situation is special, but with your age and everything. Yeah, but that's okay. We can just be, like, careful and plan and all that kind of stuff. Well, I will. I'll definitely make sure I do that. I don't know. I really like you. Very nice. Thanks. I like you, too. Yeah, Spend some time together. Not as much as I want to, but I want to spend some with Yeah. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, I want to be here first. That would be good. Yeah, I want to kiss those like, lips of yours and suck your teeth and everything. <laughs> You like that? Yeah. Think you gonna like suck my dick? Yeah. You, I, you want me to? Yeah, and it would be fun to do. I mean, I want to. Again, he's confirming that she's going to perform oral sex on him. Think you're gonna like that? If what you've heard shocks you so far. Join us back in a moment. Question. When you're doing a Google search, 
DM, or swiping a dating app, have you ever worried you'd wind up murdered? Yeah, you may want to reconsider. I'm Patricia Brown, but you can call me Patches. While many online encounters lead to exciting new relationships, some become devastating dates with death. The droplets of blood, the way that the vehicle was left. By doing what's called a ping, you can locate the last time that cell phone data was accessed. I Met My Murderer Online is the only true crime podcast to tell the tragic tales of how the internet can lead the unsuspecting into deadly encounters. I just cut a young woman into 14 pieces. There was absolutely no sleep for me that night. If you are a fan of true crime, then you have to listen to I Met My Murderer Online. Available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What do you think about having, about having sex? Well, I want to do it. I want to do what you do. Real bad. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, me either. Yeah, the sooner the better. The sooner the better. Now, this chat, as I mentioned earlier, continues for 10, 11 days. And at one point, he actually, Marvin does, directs the decoy he thinks is a 15-year-old girl to a porn site and wants the girl to watch this and confirms that she sees this because he wants to make sure that she's going to do everything in the porn video, which is perform oral sex on him. And then it gets into whether or not her grandparents are wealthy. And he's probing to see how much money they may have and could she get $10,000? I mean, come on. It, it just goes from horrifying to even more offensive. And that's that's really something when you take a look at this chat. That he wants to make sure she's going to be keeping this whole event private that her grandparents won't mistakenly show up. Because if I am caught, I will go to jail, he says. He wants to create a long-term relationship with this girl. He wants her to get a tattoo that says BMP. What does that stand for? Well, according to Marvin himself, black man's pussy. He continues to be obsessed about her watching the porn tape that he shared with her. Man, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, he says for the third time. Have you thought about anal sex, he asks. I guess if you want. Yes, I want every part of you, he says. He ratchets up the controlling nature of his conversation. I don't want you mad and scared to have sex with me, he says. I'm not. You're cool. Then there's talk about her actually coming to live with him. He's trying to break her down. It's almost like how a pimp breaks down a prostitute to control her. It's the same mentality. And remember, this guy, this guy is a volunteer pastor in a church. He manages a restaurant where he's got employees, presumably young female employees, and he's grooming this child so he can rape her. 
He postpones his visit a few times, but then, then finally, he shows up. Marvin drives out to Fortson, Georgia, from where he lives, parks his car in our driveway, and walks into the house. Our on-site decoy goes to the door as Marvin gets some stuff out of his trunk and puts it in his pockets and waves him in. Now, she's got a towel around her head and a towel around her body as if she just got out of the shower. One of the reasons she had a towel around her head was she had different colored hair than perhaps what she described in the chat. But he sees this, and he's excited, moving quickly up the sidewalk into our house. Come on in. I was going to finish being ready. Right. Maybe like a couple minutes. The decoy slips away, but he's, he, he's anxious for physical contact. A hug. I didn't get a chance to get a hug. Have a seat. I didn't get a chance to have a hug. Now he comes through the kitchen. The decoy goes past some curtains into another room. And she says, have a seat. I'm just going to finish getting cleaned up. I'll be out in a few minutes. Now, he goes right over to where those curtains are and pokes his head straight in. As opposed to having a seat. And he sees part of our operation. He sees Ronnie Knight, my security guy. And I don't remember whether I was right there as well. Usually I am or whether I was in another area. I don't think he actually saw me. Either way, I don't get a chance to ask him any questions, which is unfortunate because I think if I were able to get Marvin to sit down, I think he would have talked to me for a long time, like he did with investigators. You'll hear about that in just a minute. Marvin bolts. He knows he's in trouble. He scoots out of the house, runs down the sidewalk, and there the Harris County Sheriff's and the task force are waiting. And they tell him to stop more than once. And he doesn't, stupidly. So now he's going to get tased. And you can hear it. I mean, when you hear this crackle, it's going to hurt you. Listen. Finally, an officer's teaser knocks him to the ground. Now, we don't know that he's a pastor. We don't even know that he's a restaurant manager at this point. We just know that he's older than he says. And he's had a horrific, graphic, vile chat with someone he thinks is a child. So now he's not so brave. He's not so tough. He's not pimp daddy sitting in the county jail being interrogated. What does he do? He cries. Listen. I was a menace in the shirt. <laughs> what church you go to? My, my dad was a preacher. The Baptist shirt. I don't want to go to prison. I'm a minister in a church. Sniff, sniff. Mr. Geary. Yes. What is it, man? 
my lose everything I got. Do what? My lose everything I have, Mr. Gay. Now he's all sniffling and worried about losing everything he got. He refers to one of the detectives as Mr. Gary. He's going to show a lot of respect now. At this point, Marvin asks for a lawyer. The interview ends, and he's taken to the jail. Along with the rest of the predators arrested in the investigation, he's arraigned and he's held on bond. He ends up staying in jail for quite some time. Is Marvin Harrison Smith your true name? Yes, sir. The next day, he goes before a judge and bail is set. All right, that's a total of 35000 Interestingly, his family rallies around him after this. A hundred people, relatives and friends, gathered to support him. The inference is that he was the victim of some sort of entrapment. Now, clearly, everybody who was supporting him did not know the details, did not read the horrific transcripts of the conversation online that Marvin had with somebody he thought was a 15-year-old girl. Marvin was offered a plea deal, plead guilty, and get a six-year sentence. But no, 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 Marvin had to go to trial. Convicted. Received a 13-year sentence, 12 years probation, and he has to register as a sex offender for life. He served about six of those 13 years. There was an appeal. The conviction was upheld. Marvin's out now. And so far as we know, he was divorced while he was in prison. And I tried to track him down. I think it'd be interesting to talk to Marvin. I think it'd be interesting to talk to all the predators I've caught, quite honestly. Did not hear back, but I'll continue to try to find him. So far as we know, he's not reoffended, And they keep a pretty close eye on these fellows in Georgia. I'll keep you posted on whether or not he gets back to me. As always, in these episodes, I like to hear from you. This week's question comes to us from Alex in Durand, Oklahoma. Hey, Chris. My name's Alex from Durand, Oklahoma. And my question for you today is, these unfortunate situations happen to children a lot more than you want to hear about. And of course, it is the fault of the predator for targeting this young child. But do you also think that the parents need to take some accountability for it as well? Because it is their job to protect their child. And if they aren't limiting their access to the Internet and not properly teaching them how to behave online and stuff like that. I mean, it's the parent's job to teach them the life skills and to keep them out of danger. And I feel like a lot of parents are just blindly trusting that their child is not going to be doing this type of stuff online. Again, I'm a huge fan and I appreciate everything you do and I hope you keep it up. Have a good one. Alex, you raise a great point. I never want to blame the victim, however. And as you mentioned at the beginning of your question, the predator is the criminal here. The predator should not even be talking to someone who's underage online. Having said that, it is critical 
that parents educate their children about online safety. Remember that during the pandemic, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, NCMEC, reported that inappropriate contacts between adults and children skyrocketed. And that's because more kids were online than ever before and more predators figured that out. We also, since we busted Marvin, have seen an explosion in the number of social media platforms upon which kids can be approached by predators. We're watching this in real time here on the sting I'm currently conducting. And so... It's much more diffuse. It's not like when we began this where we merely had perverted justice decoys in chat rooms for AOL and Yahoo. There are hundreds of places, interactive games, the popular social media platforms, the less known to adults, parents of a certain age. So because demand reduction is difficult, and you've heard me talk about this before, in this crime, you need to protect your kids. But I'm always a little anxious about blaming parents. Parents do the best they can. But you have to have a conversation with your children. And if you have a niece or nephew who's not having that conversation with their parents, you need to talk to those parents, your relatives, and say, look, this starts with an age-appropriate discussion about adults wanting to trick you online. Kids don't like to be tricked. And then you step up the conversation from there, depending on the child's age. They used to say when I was growing up, don't talk to strangers. That was good advice then, and it's still good advice. The problem, as we see with Marvin in this episode, is that these guys groom. And yes, in some instances, I would hope that A child would be so thoroughly turned off by a guy like Marvin, they would stop the conversation or go to their parents and say, this guy wants me to watch porn. He wants me to have sex acts I've never had before. I'm a child. But you can't take that chance. You have to have that conversation with your children. Alex, thank you for your question. As always, I encourage everyone to reach out to me. And I do read and listen to all the questions. And I'll get to them. If we don't get to them here, maybe we'll do it on the TikTok channel. Have a seat with Chris Hansen. That's kind of new for me. But it's interesting. You can also find me on Instagram at official Chris Hansen, Twitter at Chris Hansen, Facebook all over the place. Cameo. It is fantasy football season. And right here at Chris at PredatorPodcast.com. I'll be watching and listening.